Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Welcome back, friends. Thank you for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into the show notes. We're going to have a few things listed there, as well as links to our Gumroad store and and ways to leave us a review on the podcast that we always love seeing that and head over to YouTube if you can and hit subscribe. We got some fun things coming out and you can follow along with our ancient civilizations journey that we're doing right now. We're I think through Egypt by the time this has come out and we're on to new and and more ancient civilizations and you can follow along with our, our journey there. Today, we are talking about doubt, you know, as we're kind of doing like a little series here of podcasts focusing on a lot of the issues that, you know, at this time of the year, a lot of new homeschoolers are kind of starting their first steps into the homeschooling world. And we've got a few podcasts here that are centering on, you know, supporting those families and whatnot. And it's always good to, you know, even if we're a seasoned homeschooler to listen to you know, ideas on, on ways to kind of purge the doubt and, you know, the imposter syndrome that comes in. And I'll put a link to that great podcast that we did a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions that yeah. people have and a lot of fears and anxieties because we're, you know, we're holding our children's education in our hands and it's kind of a scary thing. And, and it's, you can create a lot of anxiety and doubt. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So we had an imposter syndrome uh, episode that was very, very early on. It's like episode seven or something. It's very, very early. So that one you can listen to us. It's really green podcast. Yeah, but that one's a, the 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 real um, just empowerment and encouragement episode. Yeah. So if you're really looking for you, you want to hear all of that, just kind of nice positive energy. That that's what that episode's about. This one we really wanted to look at what causes you know kind of really break it down and, and, and analyze what causes doubt. What are the impacts of having that? You know how can we find some solutions, some coping strategies with that, because we all do feel doubt, even though we're a few years in, we, we still doubt ourselves from time to time, you know, and and especially when we hit some stumbling blocks with our kids, we, Mm -hmm. we doubt, like, am I doing things right? Is this the right, right thing to do? Or maybe you're a little overwhelmed and it's been really difficult semester for you. And you're wondering if you want to continue doing this and, and, you know, all those fears come in and trust me, we all have it. All the homeschoolers have it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, it's a common experience, especially if something, you know, is as grand as this, you know, is as big as educating children. And, you know, some of us are committing to do this for the long haul. And that's such a daunting experience. Yeah. You know, we were talking about it today when we we're coming on the walk that our, you know, our oldest is eight. And we're like, oh, my God, yeah. she's eight, you know, and yeah. it's both. Wow, it's been a long, long journey already. But also we have a long ways to go from here. But it can be just a daunting experience that you're, you know, looking forward into time and it's such a long time, but you know, like anything it's, you, you, you chip away at it very slowly and whatnot, but that doubt always creeps it creeps in that yeah. fear. There's different seasons of homeschooling. Oh, yeah. You've got, you've got all the, the doubts and things that you have fears that you have as a brand new homeschooler before you've started. And then once you, you kind of get in, you get your sea legs 
you know, then you'll, you'll hit some new problem with whether it's an issue with uh, a student who's having trouble in a specific subject or we're going through different changes in life and different stresses mm-hmm. in our own home that are causing our homeschooling to be on more rocky footing, kids growing up and hormones and all kinds of things, that doubt can keep creeping back. So we thought it would be good to really break it down and kind of analyze where this comes from and what we might be able to do about it. You said seasons of homeschooling, and I almost went into a little bit of a rent uh, singing there. Seasons of homeschooling. (laughs) You know the funny here, just as an aside, you know, just as an aside, um, I let the people know that I'm not a very musical person, but I'll never forget that we were in the movie theater together (laughs) and the, 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 you know, that great piano riff that starts that song. Um, came on. It was a black screen, and I turned to you, and I mean, we were just dating at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I go, "Oh my God, they're making Rent the movie," and you looked at me like I was speaking, you know, Spanish. Yeah, I, or at something. that point, I had not heard of. You had Rent. never heard I of was, Rent. I was very young, y'all. And, and I looked at you, go, "You, the great thesbian, you know, that that knows everything, has not heard of Rent." And me, the, you know, the 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 knucklehead uh, football, you know, basketball watching guy is going to tell you about a play. But it was funny because I had a roommate in college who was really into plays and, and I drove him home once. And it's one of those things where I'm driving and really the driver should control the music and it should have been like a classic rock driving Bob <laughs> Seger type of adventure. Oh, and he came right in good. and said, oh, hey, do you want to listen to the Rent soundtrack? And I kind of looked at him and I was like, all right, man, whatever. And he put that on. And I had to listen to that like twice. So anyway, little side thing there. I normally am not the musical guy. Yeah, you're so well-rounded. I know, I know. So let's get into it. The causes of parental doubt. You know, there are many different things that can cause this doubt. You know, I think the first thing that we would always experience, and I think we talked a little bit about this. You know, we talked about it uh, two weeks ago when we were talking about being a parent educator and comparing, you know, your educational style and your and what you know um, from your previous education, you know, comparing that education to what you're going to do in the home. And, you know, first bit of doubt that we can have is comparing our homeschool to a traditional school. And it's that whole comparison, whether it's right. traditional or private or a charter school, we're comparing instantly ourselves against this because we, by our mere choice to homeschool means that we are not doing that and we are doing this. And there's immediately a comparison. Right. We're comparing ourselves to teachers, right? We're not certified teachers and now we're acting in this role. We're comparing, okay, how many hours of instruction do they do in school versus how many hours here? The subjects they cover in school versus the subjects I'm covering here. Oh yeah, access to resources. The the level of the subjects, right? What What are they doing? Oh, okay, well in fourth grade in my state they do this and what am I doing at home? So, you know, we're comparing all of that and right, the access to resources the school's got the computer lab and you know our school the has a wood, lab, a wood yeah. shop yeah, a woodworking yeah. shop chemistry and, lab and physics lab exactly. and all that, that may be more for high schoolers and maybe not as applicable to um, early learners or elementary people but they're you do compare like the resources versus what they have and right. what you have because you've made a choice you've decided that you know for you and your family that your kids are going to are going to be home and so there are a whole lot of things that aren't there and you're thinking about the social opportunities here versus the ones there and you're doing all this comparison underlying that is like did i did i make the right decision am i making the right decision absolutely um next thing is you know this personal expectations you know you may have those for yourself or for your children you know that there are these you know, 
I, I, I'm expecting them to be able to read and, and, and you do all these great things. Well, you got to prove all those people wrong, exactly. right? Maybe those people in your family or extended friend network or whatever who thought this wasn't a good idea for you to homeschool. Yeah. So you've got to prove those people wrong that, yeah, this, you know, obviously the proof needs to be in the pudding, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of high expectations, too, about what your homeschool should look like. Should it look like what you see on YouTube or Pinterest, yep, yep. right, where people have these very calm, everything is in whites and beiges, and the kids are all well-behaved. And so you've got this expectation about the Mar- what your the Mar- homeschool the Martha should look like. Martha Stewart uh, out-of-focus blur on everything. I, yeah, I don't know these Montessori homes that are just, like, immaculate, right? So you see this, and this is what it should look like, where everyone's cooperating and everyone's working together. Ariel, you don't want a five-gallon jug of water at a child at a three-year-old's uh, height yeah, where they have access. Sounds like that sounds a terrible idea. I mean, I support I support all, all, all the Montessori <laughs> families. I think that's great that your children can control your, themselves. My children my, my children could not. So, my four-year-old would not be able to handle it. Water within reach. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Right. So you, we have all these expectations, what it should look like, what it should look like from what we've seen what we've heard from other people, what we have in our head about, hey, it's going to be great. We're not going to have these tight schedules and we're going to be able to learn what we want to learn and all the things that you're thinking about. And if you want a a good look at that, we have an episode that we should link in the show notes about the pros and cons. Should you homeschool? That was earlier this summer. That's a great one to look at, you know, kind of what we think things should be and, you know, the realities of pros and cons of what it really is. So that's a, a big one is what it should look like. And then you have high expectations of, you know, how your kids are going to perform in homeschooling. So you have high expectations for what your homeschool looks like, got expectations for yourself and how well you're going to teach. And then you have expectations for how well your kids are going to perform. Are they going to take to homeschooling? Are they going to flourish? If you've pulled them out of school, you pulled them out for a reason. So you're, you're, you've got this expectation that this is going to be better and you want to see that happen. Or do you have high, you know, unrealistic high expectations because you have family members or friends who are doubting the fact that you should even be doing this, right? Right. And you want to prove them wrong. That's the social pressure that you come under. You have these naysayers in your life. And, you know, we've said many times, kind of the proof is in the pudding. The, one of the best ways to quiet the people in your life is just to let it go until they can see it for themselves that your, yep. your kids are happy and well-adjusted and that they're enjoying homeschool and then that's fine. So we feel this pressure. And I, it's kind of funny whenever somebody, you, you find people like quiz your kids or whatever, especially when they find out you're, you're homeschooling and they, they try to do it good naturedly, but you know that they're kind of testing it. <laughs> and you're like, you're, you have this pressure and, and stress about how is my kid going to perform under this? Exactly. Right. Because you, you know, you've got this social pressure, pressure to not raise, uh, you know, what is it? A weird, you know, unsocialized homeschooler. Yeah, right. Yeah, the classic um, stereotype the, the that classic we, we always stereotype. hear. Yeah. So we, we have these, you know, sources of doubt, whether it's comparisons, whether comparisons, whether it's personal issues, social pressure, whatever that might be. There are impacts of the doubt now. Like we have these, they have these sources of it, like little fonts where the water's coming out. Um but, you know, what are the impacts of that? And the first one would be the homeschooling quality. Like yeah. if you are doubting what you're doing, you're going to be um, you know, apprehensive about decisions you're going to make and how you are going to actually educate. And it's going to is it going to be effective? Are you going to put too much pressure because you're trying to overcome some fear? Maybe, you know you know, emotional or, or ready to, you know, fight your kid to, to move forward and, and to work. So there, there can be a lot of like, you know, impacts there, especially right. with the quality of the education. You might be hesitant to adapt, to make changes in the way that you're teaching because, you know, you're, 
you're you're doubting yourself instead of saying, "Hey, yeah, right. this curriculum's just not working for my child and me. Let's make a change." It's like, "Oh, is it me? Yeah, it's Am the, I the one doing yeah. something wrong here?" So it can really affect the the quality of your instruction and the harmony in your homeschool. Yeah, the, and and that that will lead into you know p- potentially a confidence issue of you as in, as the educator, right? Am I Am I being a good educator? Am I good enough? Am right. am I doing enough? Am I you know we have a great podcast on Are you doing enough? You start to question everything. Whenever you start doubting something, you start to question everything. Like right, you know is is that wrong? Is this wrong? Is is everything wrong? And your kids can feel that. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, they can tell when you feel uncomfortable. I mean, when something happens and one of us feels uncomfortable, our kids are like immediately clued into it. They mm-hmm. know right away like oh something's wrong and, and you know when, when you do that you also see the fun kind of leach out and then that that leads into the engagement the fact that like it's hard to engage and be fun if you're like constantly worried if you're doing something wrong absolutely and the other thing is that this causes a lot of stress and anxiety oh, yeah. absolutely right so that increases well, not... you see it on the facebook groups all the time people all the time and it, it, this you know increases anxiety not just for for parents but for kids they sense that mom and dad are stressed out and then you know this is all, the engagement the fun the quality kind of these things are all wrapped together and a lot of parents can get anxiety and think that you know maybe they've made the wrong decision because their homeschool is actually a really stressful place to be yeah and even with you know, the doubt, you may start to make decisions such as curriculum hopping or, you know, changing up um, uh, a curriculum before you actually like committed to it or or see it through in some respect. You're hopping around and there's a lot of inconsistency in your teaching. Right. Yeah. Kind of the the opposite. Right. So if you if you feel like you're you're doubting yourself, you may be hesitant to adapt when you need to, but you also, as you said, might be might be too quick to just like Throw jump around. Yeah. yeah. I'm jumping around everywhere. I'm just trying to find, you know, the the thing that'll click when really the the issue is how you're feeling about about yourself and, and your school. You know, with all these doubts and the impacts of these doubts, you can you may see one, you may see two, you may see three of them. And, and a lot of times these doubts may cascade, right? Like one thing leads into another, which could potentially lead into another. And we want to kind of stymie that mm-hmm. as soon as possible. You know, find find where it's coming from. Understand that, okay, I'm doubting myself, you know, unnecessarily. Or, you know, I need to just trust the process, trust the curriculum, trust that my student is going to get it. So the next thing is when you doubt yourself too, you really lose your joy for homeschooling and your drive to continue, which we really needed that drive on those really tough days. You need to have that motivation to when you're not feeling it or your kids aren't feeling it to get up and give it a shot. Um, And, you know, when you start to doubt yourself, you just you just lose all that motivation. Yeah, going for so we went from the causes of doubt. You know, now we talked a little bit about the impacts of doubt. Let's get off of the downer. Let's talk about the positives. Like yeah. let's talk about solutions. First one being educational empowerment. Right. So the more you educate yourself through the reading, watching, listening to things like this podcast, <laughs> um, the more confident you're going to feel about your abilities, the more comforted you're going to feel about, okay, the things that I'm experiencing are perfectly normal. Everybody has days where everything went wrong or where they don't feel like they're enough or, you know, this is all really normal. So the more that you can read and listen, the the more that you're going to feel comfortable in these shoes. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the on the empowerment. Whenever you know more and you do more research and you understand more, the the insecurity and the uncertainty kind of drifts away mm-hmm. and you become more certain about what you're doing, whether it's reading a book you know, about homeschooling, you know, kind of the theory of homeschooling or something more practical or, you know, reading comments on a Facebook page, 
you know, sometimes that could bring you down, right? You could see the, the concerns of other people, but go into the comments and seeing the responses of other parents saying, I've been there and this is how I got through it. You know, that can be a positive uplifting thing, just learning and, and understanding and becoming more aware of what you're doing. Maybe you need to be a little bit more aware of the theory behind the education so that you understand, oh, we, we teach phonemes here and then we, then we start blending words here right. and whatever it might be, if it's a reading curriculum or a math curriculum, just understanding it deeper can probably make you more comfortable with, with whatever you're doing. Right. And maybe it's also, you know, learning more about learning styles. Yeah, right. If you're really struggling with something that here's different ways you can tackle it and approach it. And the more you know, the more prepared you'll be and the more you can feel empowered and not doubt yourself. And the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> this is a singing episode, you guys. All right, we will not do it. So the next one is really to set realis realistic expectations. So, you know, no homeschool is perfect. So don't set the bar at some like unattainable height oh, because gosh, yeah. we all have days where everything goes wrong. Nothing from our plan got accomplished. Um, and, you know. And most learning is going to be incremental. Right. right. There's never going to be these giant step motions. You, yeah. Usually it's not a no Eureka. revelation in the morning. I mean, Eureka. Are, I, I know how to read, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. And there are those, we talk about those like aha moments, but they're, they're small moments. Yeah, exactly. It's the small light bulbs. They're like, oh, I yeah, didn't know you're, that. You're just chipping away. Yeah. It's sort of like, um, if you look it up, I, if I remember there were the, was it the imprisoned men in, in the Michelangelo's um, on David when we went to there? Mm -hmm. And they, and then as we walked up to David, they had these like half finished um, statues and, and the tops are very beautiful. They're perfect. And then it's, it, then it's just a chunk of marble, right? Mm -hmm. So I really see the education as sort of that process where you're just chipping away a little bit, a little bit. And at first you're, you don't even know what you're looking at. And then it starts to take form and it starts to look smooth. And then all of a sudden you get to the moment where you see, oh man, my learner is, you know, this beautiful marble statue that we've slowly chiseled away. And now they've got, you know, critical thinking, they can read and write, they have an active mind, they have a will to learn. It's just a slow process. And think of it as almost like you're building a sculpture or you're doing like clay or whatnot. I, I really like to approach it in that like incremental, small, small process. Absolutely. And when you're setting your expectations, yeah. you have to realize that for both your kids and for you, that there, this is the, the process of starting to homeschool is a process of adaption and it takes time. We have a great series on de-schooling for both parents and kids. That so that applies to you. Um, definitely take, take a listen to that because I think that that's really helpful. You know, don't, don't set expectations that you're just not going to meet. They have to really be be real, well thought out, realistic, and something that's meaningful to you. Yeah, and I get stuck with this too, where I feel like I'm running sometimes too fast in curriculum, and I just need to step back and slow it down. It's like you don't need to finish an entire curriculum in four months. You know, you can do six or nine or ten months, and it's okay to do that, right? Like sometimes I feel like I'm trying to move too quickly, and right. I I have to pull the reins back on myself. Oh, we and we have yeah. this conversation a lot where you're like. The kids are going to the grandparents and then, and then, wow, I, but we, you know, we just didn't get through this whole week and we've got, I got to get through this by next week. And I said, why? Yeah. And you were like, because, because I need to. And because, I said, because yeah. why? Nobody's saying you have to get through this. It's yeah. just fine. And we have to remind ourselves of that. We, t we talked a lot in previous weeks of, and with de-schooling and things too, about setting meaningful metrics, things that mm -hmm. isn't aligned to a state standard necessarily, but that's aligned to things that are meaningful to you, like your child wanting to pick up a book and read for pleasure, or yeah. your your child getting caught up in something they were behind it, or whatever is meaningful to you, 
those expectations can really help keep you grounded. And I think expectations in a homeschool, you know, I think it goes back to that comparison problem. The expectations in a homeschool may be drastically different than the expectations in a public school. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're sitting there, they're listening, they have to take tests, they're doing activities, they have to go from class to class, they have to put their bags up on the morning. That's those expectations. You know, our expectations may be like what you said, I want to just walk down, make breakfast and see my daughter picking a book off the shelf and reading it on the couch while I make everyone breakfast. Right. Yeah. That's my goal. That's the goal. That's the expectations. Or I want to see my daughter pick up a hobby and just run with it. Mm -hmm. And every day, just pick it up and do it. Right. I want her to be passionate about things. Like, I think our expectations sometimes are clouded by some of those other issues that we talked about a little bit earlier. Setting those right expectations, I think, are are really understanding they can be different than what they are in the public school. Absolutely. And as part of your expectation, you need to expect that you're going to have ups and downs. This is definitely not a smooth journey. Every day is not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. So prepare for that so that you're not sitting there thinking that a bad day equals a bad, a bad parent educator, because that's not, those two are not equated like that. You know, you're giving, you have a bad day, you're done. (laughs) Well, you're giving so much of yourself to your kids as a parent and then even more so as a parent educator and it's hard when things don't go the way that you want them to or you're getting resistance from your kids or whatever it is that you don't feel like it's me they're not judging you right i mean it's really it's really hard not to feel like personally Mm -hmm. like oh man you know i screwed this up yeah yeah, i'm really doing a bad job how do you not take that personally when you've put all this effort and love and care and you've made this decision to bring your kids home and perhaps you made the decision to bring your kids home and they they were kind of sort of on board with that, you know, and you're proving to yourself, you're proving to your spouse who maybe wasn't as on board mm-hmm. with your decision to homeschool, um, whatever it is. And you have days that aren't great and you're just like, man, I'm a failure. Yeah. And so the expectation needs to be that there's going to be good days and there's going to be crummy days. I agree. I agree. And it has to be because there will be. And that goes into the next idea, which is celebrating progress, you know. When you do have good progress, you celebrate it. And be, it's a journey, right? There's right. going to be so many. Learning mi- is a journey. There's so many mileposts between now and when they go to college. Is you know, at least in my mind, right? Um, not every kid has to go to college. Not every kid has to do that. But you know, for me, it's like okay, college. I have so many mileposts between now and then that I'm going to celebrate every single one of them because right. it's. You're right. It's once you start to get into the the idea of like following the process. This is about a process and. I know I keep going, I always bring up the sporting analogy that, you know, it's a process. You work out, you practice, you train, you go into the game. Don't be shocked that you won because the, the winning is the outcome of all that effort mm-hmm. before, right? Um, I, I, I love the I love that metaphor. It's all a process because it is. It's such a yeah. long thing. And you can't you can't sit there and like be be worried about, you know, what's gonna happen in the next week or or month or whatnot. I'm worried about, okay, what's two years from now? What's five years from now? How do I get to that point? And, you know, yeah, we're, we're climbing up the mountain, but it's... There's some valleys. But there's some valleys. There's, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. going to have to like put a ladder across and go across a crevice, right? It's like climbing a mountain. I think that's a good, it's a good way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, it, it definitely does. It's a journey. And so celebrating those milestones and those meaningful, those meaningful metrics, right? When you have yeah. meaningful metrics and then you get to celebrate those, it's just like, it really is really impactful. It reinforces, like, yeah. It reinforces why you've made this decision. And 
you know, acknowledging those achievements too is a real great, really great boost for your kids because then they're like, okay, yeah, you know, mom or dad's really, really proud of me. I, I did this thing. We accomplished this together. Celebrating your accomplishments helps give you that fuel to keep going. Well, and with, with the celebration, it gives you that positive mindset Mm -hmm. and you can approach your homeschooling that, Hey, look at all these successes behind us. We talk about this a lot of times with like anxiety or fears of anything. It's like, Okay, I understand we're, we're a little concerned now, but look at all the success we've had bef- before. Yeah. And you say, okay, I know we're concerned about this, but you've done a lot of things up to this point. Let's let's look back at that success and let's use that to help us get through this current you know, fear or uncertainty mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I think that applies to homeschooling as well. And I do this with my daughter all the time. Hey, you're having trouble with this book? Hey, no problem. Let's take a break. Can I show you a story you read two weeks ago? Okay. This was twice as long as this one. And it was way more difficult. This one has a few words that we, we've just learned, and I'm here to help you with that. But I'm really proud of how, how hard you worked back here. I think we could do this together. And if you're not feeling like 100% today, let's do it together. And then maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow you can read it on your own, right? Just understand that like you've done all this great work up, up to it. Use that as a leverage, I think, you know, going forward and it keeps everything positive, keeps it motivating, um, showing how hard they've worked in the past can motivate them and say, well, that was hard back then. And I was, I was scared back then, but I did it and I did it successfully. Maybe I can do it again. And yeah. then get them past that, that uncertainty. I, I love that. I love that mentality of way of approaching those things. And I think it's great too, because if you can be positive with your kids, mm-hmm. we're always talking about like fake it till you make it. right? <laughs> always. And if you can, if you can, you know, even if you're not really feeling it, try to be positive with your kids. You'll be surprised how that will rub off on you and will impact your own self-confidence. Absolutely. It's one of those things when my daughter is having an anxious moment and I start coaching her through that anxiety. Before our trip to Ireland, she was she was anxious about this. She was. She, she'd not been overseas since she was a baby, so she didn't really remember. Um, and she was really nervous about that. Well, I was also nervous about that. I also <laughs> had some anxious feelings about that. But in coaching her through and talking her through her anxieties about it, I was treating myself at the same time because I was feeling more secure. And and the same thing happens with this. If you can be positive and you can project confidence to your kids, you will feel more confident. It's just, you just all rubs off all that positive energy. So really think positively, even if, you know, you're not always feeling it. And, you know, with that positive nature and that you're feeling better, that allows you to focus on these strengths that you might have, whatever they might be, whether you're, um, you know, choosing curriculums or activities or, you yeah, know. maybe art is your strength, right? Yeah, exactly. Focus on that. Focus when you're feeling it. those moments of doubt, go back into the things that you, you feel solid in. Yeah. When you're feeling like you're really doubting yourself, that's not the moment to take on something that you're, you feel shaky about. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the moment to really say, okay, let's get grounded. I'm great at this. Let's focus on this. Let- and, there's, and a lot of times we have so many curriculums, right? We have three or four or five curriculums that we're doing at one time, right? Whether it's math or reading, uh, writing, um, uh, our, our regular social studies curriculum, whatever it might be. There may be a curriculum you guys just, that's your bread and butter, right? You can just go to your strength, see if you can have a good experience, and then maybe pivot and do do the, the subject that might be a little bit of challenging. So really just you know, focusing on those strengths, focusing on that, on that, you know, moving beyond that is, is understanding this idea of continuous learning. I know a lot of times when we are 
uncertain about certain things and we have a lot of doubt, especially within ourselves, doing the work and learning and understanding, mm-hmm. go into YouTube, watch the books, you know, read the books, um, read right. a blog, um, go to Teachers Pay Teachers and see what type of activity books that there are out there. Right. Like just really like diving deep into the material can really help dispel a lot of that myth. I know we talked about that in the um, the Educators Becoming a Better Educator mm-hmm. podcast, but this is even applies here as well as if you have some fear study prepare if that's right yeah if you're afraid to teach chemistry now's the time to hit youtube or find <laughs> yes. find a, the book or the resource that you need to fill in whatever educational gap you have mm-hmm. so that you can approach this confidently well and even that continuous learning goes back to what we said kind of earlier is find a tribe find people who are struggling who are, or who have struggled through the exact same thing understand how they got through it and 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 use that as leverage to move yourself forward um, through ever whatever doubts you might have. And it's really important too with all of this is that yeah. we we regularly reflect. I I, th- I think this is one of the most important parts about overcoming the doubt that I have felt and I know you've felt mm-hmm. at times, which is really to take time to recognize, you know, what went well, what didn't, try to be objective about it. And really keep in mind your goals and your purpose for homeschooling. We had a wonderful episode on homeschooling purpose, which mm-hmm. Matt will link in the show notes, that really connect with the core because you have very strong reasons for why you've made this change. This isn't a small, this isn't like, you know, chips or fries. Yeah. This isn't like a quick decision to make. You made this decision to homeschool for strong reasons, and you need to keep that core purpose in mind when you're having tough days and you're doubting yourself and even beyond that the self-care like those kind of kind of go together if you're doing some reflection maybe even thinking about well, okay can i take time off maybe i need to go see a movie maybe i need to get a yeah. hobby manage your stress maybe um i'm doing too much homeschool and i gotta pare it down a little bit so i can have a little bit of time outside to do whatever or maybe you have a better experience reading out on the hammock in the sun um, maybe going to the park and, and walking with your kids and not being so locked into the house. Taking care of yourself, I think, is a, an important thing. I found that to be very critical for, for me as well. Right. Um, just getting out of the house, having adult time, um, going on dates with your, your, your spouse, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to feel like an adult. Because I know a lot of times you can, you're, you're, you're around kids all day long. You're at school and you're surrounded, you know, the co-op or whatever. You're you're surrounded by kids. You're doing play dates and you're surrounded by kids. Um, and a lot of times you're serving those kids all day long, whether it's education, um, you're helping them, through, you know, through meals or snacks or getting their bags together, whatever it might be. It feels like you're always serving, and sometimes it's good to take care of yourself and get out and get away and take a break because I, I know it could be very daunting and challenging. It can. It's very hard to balance yourself yeah. as a homeschool parent because you're kind of always on. Yeah. You're always here. And I know that you feel that way. Um, when I come home, you know, once a week, at least you get, you know, your night out where you're just like off for the night. And yeah. we really do need that. You need that time to recharge so you can come back confidently. The more that you run yourself down by not caring for yourself, the more doubt will creep in and you'll think that you're not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the right decision for your kids, for yourself, you know, and, and with all of this, you know, remember if, if none of this is working, maybe it's time to just take a break. Everybody gets a little bit of homeschool burnout. There's different times of year. And we have a couple of good episodes about burnout, about getting your groove back. If you're just, you're just not feeling it, um, you know, it might be time for a little break. 
all home homeschoolers go through this kind of cyclic cycle of being excited for the new year. And then you get rolling enough into it and then you kind of start to, it starts to wane, you get burnout just past Christmas. And I mean, it's like, you have a couple bad weeks and it, you feel like everything's falling apart right everybody in the house is sick and then you gotta care for because <sighs> we know what's coming oh yeah why well, it was a joke yesterday i i sent a picture of to ariel while i was at shopping at the store and it was children's tylenol and oh, and yeah. cold and flu stuff and i'm like we were stocking up. ignore me i'm just doing some uh, back to school shopping. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean last spring We know it's coming. Earlier this this year in, in spring we were sick every week. There was one member of our family that was sick and constantly and it yeah. started to wear on all of us. Yeah. And you started to we both started to have shorter tempers and yeah. we were yeah. getting frustrated and it was like doubt was really creeping in and it can happen. So it's not just a new homeschooler problem. It happens to all of us, but if burnout is part of the problem, definitely address that before you start doubting yourself and doubting your abilities. So just to sum things up, trying to get rid of this parental doubt, it can be a gradual process, especially if you're new and you're uncertain about homeschooling. Don't forget that like it takes time, right, to to feel more confident in this role. But just embrace this. It's part of your growth as an educator and as a parent. So, you know, working on this is something that we all had to do when we started because I, I don't know of very many homeschoolers that started feeling 100% confident in themselves that they had it all handled and it was all going to be perfect and no problems. You know, I think we all doubt ourselves definitely in the beginning and every once in a while too. Yeah, it def- definitely takes some time to get that seasoning where you, you, you have like those, I, I see them at the uh, parent partnership. You see the parents that have the older kids and it's like, they've been through a lot. They and have. You could see it in the eyes. They're like, I, I, I've, I've seen it Nothing all. Nothing phases them. I've and seen you've seen the all. ones with the younger kids and they sometimes. Steer in the headlights, man. They really look just shell-shocked about the whole thing. So yeah. I think it's a process. Mm-hmm. And just remember, every moment that you have doubt or experience that, it just presents a chance. We can learn. Yeah. We can adapt. Strengthen our abilities. Ultimately, that benefits both you and your kids and this educational journey that you're on. So don't let doubt tear you down or make you think that homeschooling is not the right option for your kids. Take some time, take a breath, try some of these things and see if you can't get your get your ship righted. And we hope this was really helpful to everybody and might help you if you're feeling a little down about your homeschooling journey. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!